This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of Our Fair City is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity is bringing back Concert Against Humanity at Gen Con on August 5th, 2016. The show will feature live performances from Eugene Merman, Aparna Nancherla, Jonathan Colton, Molly Lewis, Paul and Storm, and more surprise guests from the Chicago comedy scene. The show is open to all. Grab tickets at ConcertAgainstHumanity.com. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. In the Bad Ages, there was once a ritual called the Sweet Sixteen. This was a celebration that involved great sputtering vehicles. They ran on dinosaur liquid and other such hydrocarbons, and a young person was, at least in what was once the United States, supposed to learn how to pilot such a ludicrous conveyance, starting at the tender age of 15 or so. The Sweet Sixteen was the day upon which a youth could drive without supervision untrammeled and free to roam the landscape. This day was marked with celebration, great hopefulness, and for wealthier families, the transference of ignition keys from older hands to younger hands. To celebrate the Sweet Sixteen, it is said young people used to line up their cars and watch as the celebrant sought to beat all comers in an illegal street race. Andrew Snidge, for all that he has experienced, for all that he has withstood and survived and borne witness to, is still just a young man of nineteen. And he did not grow up among the smog-spewing, drag-racing bad ages. He is a policy of heart life, and as such has only the faintest idea of how to drive. Okay, family vacation check-in, hour one. Mom? Andrew, please keep your eyes on the road. We've got another 50 kilometers to go at least. Yeah, but how are you? Just fine. Don't look at me like that. Andrew, eyes on the road ahead, for goodness sake! (laughs) Fortunately, this car seems to have a suspension made of durium. You know... 
road isn't really a term I'd use to describe what we're driving on. And calling what you're doing driving is also pretty charitable. Then for the last time, why don't you do it? You even have a license! I'm trying to keep my hunger for flesh from overtaking the last remnants of my humanity, sweetie. I'm a little distracted. Oh. Ah! Oh! How you doing back there, Dr. Morrow? You know, I felt better. Dr. West? Yes, Hanser? Are you keeping Dr. Morrow elevated? Yes, indeed. His wound is... not so woundy. That god was exceptionally generous at showing you where the saline bags were. Uh, that guard was a creep. Mom, I don't like the way he was leering at you. Oh, perfection. Wear me as your clothes. I want to be your hat. I'm a spooky weirdo. Let me at him. I'll... I'll rough him up. West style. Fighting trousers. Guys, can we just not talk about the cube, okay? It's behind us now. About a hundred kilometers behind us by now. <laughs> we stole a... It was super... It's stupend... It is good. We did steal a vroom. Hey, it sounds like your aphasia is starting to taper off, Dr. West. You don't have your full vocabulary, but look, sentences. Yes, Herbert, that's a good sign, isn't it? It must be drugs and not a lobotomy. Trees. Yes, your neurons do have tree-like structures. Do you remember what they're called? No, I... I smell trees. What do you mean, trees? Well, there haven't been trees around here in a- Andrew! (gasps) I stand corrected, Dr. West. That appears to be a tree. For the record, the word was dendrite. Herbert, pick him up, please. I'm going to go see how bad the damage is. didn't hear you come in. My training has made me very quiet indeed, Dr. Caligari. I hope I didn't disturb you. Not at all. How are your burns? Healing quick. How's your neck? Oh, it's like I was never choked at all. Good. Good. I brought you some tea, Doctor. Very good, Cromwell. Listening to your little stories again, are you? I was listening to Archibald Funnypants reruns. Common twaddle. I like his monologues. You always did have suspiciously simple taste. Sugar? No, thank you. Thank you for the tea, Mr. Cromwell. Will that be all? No. The directors wish for you to give me a report on your progress on controlling the ants. You wouldn't understand it. I don't need to. I hear, I remember, and I speak. So mind your tongue, Emily. What you say to me, you say to the directors. Very well. Follow me. 
This is an ant-targeted fungus. Specifically, Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Do you know what that means? Some of us remember our Greek, Emily. Ophidian means snake. So you do remember what it was like to be a person. A policy. Mind your speech, doctor. Cordyceps means approximately a club coming out of the head. In this fungal strain, that club-like growth is serpentine, thus the snake part. Do you want to touch it? Will it kill me? Like they don't have another Cromwell in a reserve tank. Bet he doesn't know Greek yet. You cut your own throat with your insolence. I- It's perfectly safe for human beings to touch. For you, though, I'm on the fence. What does it do? It infects ants. It drills into and replaces parts of their brain tissue. This tiny little ant here was infected a week ago. Three days ago, she climbed up the inside of the incubator, stood on this plate, and that little condyle there erupted from her head. To grossly simplify it, the fungus told her where to go. And what part of that was I not meant to understand? The part I had to grossly simplify. Fine. This fungus, will it allow us to control the ants? It will take some modification, but I imagine I can make this fungus exceptionally effective. Excellent. You've earned a reprieve, Emily. I was prepared to come down here and finish what your necklace prevented. I've charged it again, by the by. But I expect the directors to receive your report with solemn approval. Yes, director. Uh, Of course. I shall tell her at once. Listening this whole time, were they? I am the eyes and ears of the board. And now, they permit me to speak for them. This project is approved by Heartlife. That must be a first for you. I am grateful to the board of directors for its latitude and mercy. As you should be. And now, Emily. Back to work you go. Unless... Unless what, Cromwell? I don't suppose you're curious about what happened to your friends? The ones we sent to the cube? Those policies weren't my friends. No? Not even young Andrew Snidge? An irritating gnat. Elizabeth Rourke? A convenience. A crutch of a woman. What about Spaghetti Wednesdays? I hate spaghetti. I only ate with them for the furtherment of the fusion reactor project. We both know that's not true. But here's something only I know. Is it that you can't unstrangle a baby? They're talking about your friends on the police band right now. Does your little radio receive that? Oh, I'd never tune away from Archie mid-monologue. He's bringing up the mole puppet now. That's my favorite part. I'll leave you to it then. Leave you to wonder what unique tortures they've cooked up for the gnat, the madman, the crutch, and the traitor. Still don't care. Thanks for the tea. We live to serve. Yes! 
Cheers to you, you magnificent bastards. Cheers. Gotta find a broom or something. Waste of good tea. I think I see it. Hooray! Excellent job, my boy. Any signs of life? I see little banners and a fence and a... Uh-oh. What? I see a, a, what do you call it, a scope glint, a reflection off a telescope. Someone sees us seeing them. You can put me down now, Dr. West. (laughs) Well, you were right, Elizabeth. Some of the lightning riggers must have survived the crash. Will they take us in is the question. Lord knows they're no friends of the company, but... Hey, Dr. Morrow, you're sounding more chipper. You're not going to try and run off again, are you? I wasn't trying to run off. You were trying to run off. Nuh-uh. I was just going to die quietly under a tree. Different. Bad, Dr. Morrow. I haven't seen a tree in two centuries. You know, there used to be so many of them. Now, if you see a grove that size, it's a miracle. Sounds like they didn't forget about us at the cube. What do we do? Head back for the trees. Come on. <laughs> trees. Herbert. Be silent. Well, Mrs. Steele, it appears we have cornered our quarry. Uh, Miss Harlan, I would be remiss in saying you were incorrect. Hello there. We can see you peeking out behind the tree, Dr. West. No, chat. You know, none of us could figure out what you were doing out here. Nobody escapes the cube. And nobody can make it outside without heart life. You know that, don't you? I certainly know it, Mrs. Steele. There's nobody else out here. Nobody else but us. Just us. I'm not saying I want to use these on you, but I'm not not saying that either. Come along quietly or come along very quietly. Understand? That stunt with the razor moths was inspired, but unkind. Very, very unkind. All right now, I expect there are more of you in there, so I want you to come out with your hands. <laughs> Mrs. Steele! Okay, you two. Come with me. Those two are dead, Moose. You you literally just shot them both. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, Hopper. None of the rest of you move. See, this is a restricted area. Yeah, well, what isn't, buddy? These woods and everything in them belong to Captain Cumulus Jane and the Stormhawks. Yeah, Cumulus Jane. I know her. She's great. We're best friends. Don't kill us. No promises, kid. We've been watching you for the last ten miles. They're aware of you at camp, too. There's nothing the captain don't see. Now, you folks are running from street safe, so you can't be friends of the company. We escaped the cube. That friendly enough for you? The cube, huh? Well, the captain will be very curious to hear about that. Very curious indeed. Moose, we've been over this. When you repeat things I say like that, it sounds really cracking sinister. Sorry. So, did you guys walk here, or...? Oh, right. <laughs> Your chariot, milady. Gross. Wait, hold on. When you said everything in these woods belonged to Cumulus Jane, did that mean us... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're our prisoners now. Get in the van. Well, uh, this is sort of what we wanted. You and I don't have the same definition of sort of. It seems as though Andrew Snidge's little joyride is over, doesn't it, policies? 
Perhaps it was wisest for him to remain within the tender mercies of Hartlife's six-sided palace of concern, the Cube. Who knows what awaits young Andrew, Elizabeth, and the doctors West and Morrow as they descend into this fresh hell, a community that has made a conscious schism with Hartlife? I know. And I'll tell you soon, as the story of our fair city continues. Loyal Policies, this is Heartlife Executive Producer Jeffrey Gardner. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Our Fair City. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help support Our Fair City, there are a few things you can do. First, you can head over to our Patreon page and pledge to support us monthly at patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. You can also go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Those help us stay on the best of charts where new Loyal Policies can find us. Finally, the best thing you can always do is to tell your friends about Our Fair City. Word of mouth is going to be our best way of finding new listeners. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, we'll see you in the tunnels. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.